meditating upon Jalala feet Ambujam lotus Kroshanti Nam while crying Karinu Nam the female elephants Krishtrataha from danger Omochayat delivered Drutam quickly translation and purport by his divine grace savior of the world Srila Prabhupada the, personal, the personality of God had delivered the king of the elephants who was, an attacked, who was attacked by an alligator and who meditated upon the lotus feet of the Lord at that time the female elephants who accompanied him were crying and the Lord saved them from the impending danger please repeat the personality of Godhead delivered the king of the elephants who was attacked by an alligator and who meditated upon the lotus feet of the Lord at that time the female elephants who accompanied him were crying and the Lord saved them from the impending danger. One per one sentence per port, Srila Prabhupada states, the example of an elephant in danger who was saved by the Supreme Lord is especially cited here, because even if one is an animal, he can approach the personality of Godhead in devotional service. Whereas even a demigod cannot approach the Supreme Person unless he is a devotee. Jogajendram Jashagrashtam Dhyantam Jaranam Bhujam Kro Shanti Nam Karenu Nam Krichtrato Mochayedrutam The personality of Godhead delivered the king of the elephants, who was attacked by an alligator and who meditated upon the lotus feet of the Lord. At that time, the female elephants who accompanied him were crying, and the Lord saved them from impending danger. Mukam Koroti Vachalam Pamalat Gayati Giri Majat Kripa Tamaham Vande Siguru Madhidatarinum. So as I was looking at this verse, I looked at the previous verse and I was thinking, wow, what a great verse. Text 34, which states, What to speak of hearing the pastimes of the Lord? whose chest is marked with Srivatsa. People may take transcendental pleasure even in hearing of the works and deeds of devotees whose fame is immortal. I did not hear the class yesterday, but that, boy, that is a really uh, fertile uh, verse for glorifying Srila Prabhupada, who is a great devotee of Krishna. And then, however, my lamentation was quickly ameliorated when I looked at this verse and realized here's an excellent opportunity to talk about the pastimes of the Gajendra Moksha, the deliverance of Gajendra by the Lord. And there are many wonderful instructions 
and beautiful things about this pastime. The uh, first 20 something verses of chapter 2 of the 8th canto, the Elephant Gajendra's Crisis, are this amazing description of the Trikuta mountain and the gardens attached to it. I'll just read a couple of those. The valleys beneath Trikuta Mountain are beautifully decorated by many varieties of jungle animals, and in the trees which are maintained in gardens by the demigods, varieties of birds chirp with sweet voices. So the demigods are not idle, they're maintaining the trees and cultivating the gardens. You see, they're active in their service. Trikuta Mountain has many lakes and rivers, with beaches covered by small gems resembling grains of sand. So instead of a sandy beach, it's a gym beach. Wow. The water is as clear as crystal. And when the demigod damsels bathe in it, their bodies lend fragrance to the water and the breeze, thus enriching the atmosphere. You need a No. So these women in the, the demigod ladies, they don't need perfume. They are perfume. Prabhupada makes comment here, very nice comment in the purport. Since the bodies of the damsels in the upper planetary systems are so beautiful, we can just imagine how beautifully formed are the bodies of the Vaikuntha damsels or the damsels in Vrindavan, the gopis. So there's a gradation there. There's the standard of beauty on the earthly planets, and then there's the standard of beauty on the heavenly planets. And the standard of the beauty on the heavenly planets is so high that the standard of beauty here is like, <laughs> yeah, it's not so hot. However, because we're here, we think it's pretty awesome. But if we could see the standard of beauty of the, uh, the heavenly planets, the abodes of the demigods, we'd be like, wow. And then what to speak of that is nothing compared to the, uh, the uh, beautiful bodily features and construction of the ladies of Vaikuntha or the gopis in Vrindavan who are exquisitely, extraordinarily beautiful. Our imaginations cannot even stretch to understand how beautiful they are. So if you're attached to the concept of mature beauty and want to enjoy it, what a fool you are. What a fool. Give it up. In the valley, in the valley of Chikuta Mountain, there was a garden called Rutumat. This garden belonged to the great devotee, who knows? Who there? No. Nice guess, though. It's Varuna. And it was a sporting place for the damsels of the demigods. So the demigods also, they like to have a good time, go to the park and sport. Flowers and fruits grew there in all seasons. Among them were Mandaras, Parijatas, Patalas, Ashokas, Champakas, Chutas, Palayas, Apiyalas, Panasas, Mangoes, Amri, Amratakas, Kramukas, Coconut Trees, Date Trees, and Pomegranates. They were Madukas, Palm Trees, Tamals, Asanas, Arjunas, Aristas, Undambaras, Plakshas, Banyan Trees, Kemsukas, and Sandalwood Trees. There were also Pichumardas, Kovidadas, Saralas, 
Suradharus, grapes, sugarcane, bananas, jambu, badalis, akshas, abayas, and amalakis. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Then there's a little bit more descriptions there. Then it talks about Gajendra, who was like the uh, greatest of all the elephants there, and the king of the forest. And then he arrived at the bank of the lake with all his associates. And he entered the lake, bathed thoroughly, and was relieved of his fatigue. Then, with the aid of his trunk, he drank the cold, clear, nectarian water, which was mixed with the dust of the lotus flowers and water lilies, until he was fully satisfied. The lotus flower is a type of water lily, actually. They're different varieties, but they're related. Like a human being who lacks spiritual knowledge, and is too attached to the members of his family, warning for all you persons in the grounds to life, the elephant, being illusioned by the external energy of Krishna, had his wives and children bathe and drink the water. Indeed, he raised water from the lake with his trunk and sprayed it over them. He did not mind the hard labor involved in this endeavor. So he was thinking himself somewhat the enjoyer of his family and his wives and children, even he just as a man out of Prabhupada learned this and <clears throat> when he was going to a Scottish Church's College in Calcutta in the early 1900s, that uh, there's this Marshall's economic theory that a man works hard to maintain his family because he's driven by affection for men. So in the same way Gajendra is driven by affection for his uh, wifely elephants and little elephantites, children, uh, and he's engaging in the hard labor of spraying water all over them with his trunk. But he did not mind, for him that's enjoyment, that's happiness, to work hard to satisfy his family. By the arrangement of providence of king, a strong crocodile was angry at the elephant and attacked the elephant's leg in the water. The elephant was certainly strong, and he tried his best to get free from this danger sent by Providence. Thereafter, seeing Gajendra in that grave condition, his wives felt very, very sorry and began to cry. That's referred to in today's verse. The female elephants who accompany him were crying. The other elephants wanted to help Gajendra, but because of the crocodile's great strength, they could not rescue him by grasping, grasping him from behind. O king, the elephant and the crocodile fought in this way, pulling one another in and out of the water for one thousand years. Upon seeing the fight, the demigods were very surprised. Thereafter, because of being pulled into the water and fighting for many long years, the elephant became diminished in his mental, physical, and sensual strength. The crocodile, on the contrary, being an animal of the water, increased in enthusiasm, physical strength, and sensual power. And Prabhupada makes a very wonderful point in this purport. And I've read how when he wrote this purport, there was some devotee, leading devotee, who was suffering some difficulty in his sannyas ashram. And so Prabhupada writes, from this we may take lesson that in our fight with Maya we should not be in a position from in which our strength, enthusiasm, and senses will be unable to fight vigorously. 
Our Krishna consciousness movement has actually declared war against the illusory energy in which all living entities are rotting in a false understanding of civilization. The soldiers in this Krishna consciousness movement must always possess physical strength, enthusiasm, and sensual power. To keep themselves fit, they must therefore place themselves in a normal condition of life. What constitutes a normal condition will not be the same for everyone. And therefore, there are divisions of Varna Ashrama, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Bana, Prasta, and Sanyas. Especially in this age, Kali Yuga, it is advised that no one takes sannyas. Who knows the verse? Asvamedam gavalam vyam sannyasam palapaitrikam madhivarena sutopatim kalao pancha vivarjaja. From the Brahma Vivarta Purana, explaining that there are things that are forbidden. Asvamedam, horse sacrifice. Gavalambyam, cow sacrifice. Sinyasam, taking of sinyas, palapaitrikam, uh, begetting a child in one's. Uh, no, that's, that's something else. Devarena sutopatim. Sutopatim means uh, a man begetting a child in his mother's wife. Kalo pancha vivarjaya. These things are forbidden, these five. From this age, we can understand that sanyasram, sanyas ashram is forbidden because people are not strong. Sri Tejan Mahaprabhu showed us an example in taking sannyas at the age of 24 years. But even Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya advised Sri Tejan Mahaprabhu to be extremely careful because he had taken sannyas at an early age. For preaching, we give young boys sannyas, but actually it is being experienced that they are not fit for sannyas. There is no home, however, if one thinks that he is unfit for sannyas. If he is very much agitated sexually, he should go to the the ashram, where sex is allowed, namely the grihasta ashram. That one is found to be very weak in one place does not mean that he should stop fighting the crocodile of Maya. One should take shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna, as we shall see Gajendra do, and at the same time one can be a grihasta. There is no need to give up the fight, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore recommended Stani Stita Srutikatam Tanuvan Manobhya. He pray us a something. What's the first line of that verse? Gyane Prayasam Urupashi Namanti Bhaji Vanti Sanmukharitam Bhavadi Bhavadi Stani Stita Srutikatam Tanuvan Manobhya. He pray us a Jitachu Pashi Tarsti Lokyam. A verse in, spoken in the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam that one should remain in his normal position and go on hearing and chanting about Krishna. One may stay in whichever ashram is suitable for him. It is not essential that one take sannyas, but one must continue fighting. For one who is not in a transcendental position to take sannyas artificially is not a very great credit. If sannyas is not suitable, one may enter the Grihasta ashram and fight Maya with great strength. And here is the conclusive statement. But one should not give up the fighting and go away. So this is an instruction for every devotee. Do not give up the good fight to uh, become Krishna conscious and go away and therefore become uh, submerged 
in the waves of Maya. When the king of the elephants saw that he was under the clutches of the crocodile by the will of providence and being embodied and circumstantially helpless, could not save himself from danger, he was extremely afraid of being killed. He consequently thought for a long time and finally reached the following decision. What is that decision that he reached? To take shelter of Krishna, take shelter of the Lord. And in this purport, Prabhupada says, everyone in the material world is engaged in a struggle for existence. Everyone tries to save himself from danger, but when one is unable to save himself, if he is pious, he takes shelter of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The king of the elephants, in his condition of danger, decided to seek shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. After considerable thought, he intelligently arrived at this correct decision. Such a decision is not reached by a sinful man. So, um, we were speaking recently about when we became a devotee and there was a desire, not only on our own part, but on the part of many people to be saved. Um, and how to be saved and what to be saved from. Well, the first thing to be saved from is ignorance. And because of ignorance, the consequent suffering. Therefore, Sanatana Goswami says, Who am I? That's the first thing. Dispel my ignorance. Who am I? And the second thing, why am I suffering? And therefore, Lord Chaitanya tells him, he informs him, who you, who you are, Jivara Sarupoy, Krishna Idas. You are the eternal servant of Krishna. Everyone, every living entity, Jivara Sarupoy, the natural position, the Swarup, uh, the existential position, the constitutional position uh, of everyone is that they are a servant of Krishna. Krishna Tatashta Shakti, Beta Beta Prakash, and that we are. Um, Krishna Tatashta Shakti, we are the marginal energy of Krishna, uh, constitutionally. Beta Beta Prakash, simultaneously one with and different from the Lord. So that is the beginning of knowledge. It's very interesting that Jiva Goswami, uh, Srila Jiva Goswami points out um, in his Sandarbhas, in the beginning, that if one wants to understand anything about Krishna, about transcendence, about the supreme absolute truth, then first he has to accept this axiomatic principle that actually Krishna and his energies are inconceivable. So before you can even have a conception, first you have to accept that it's inconceivable. Is that you cannot really understand Krishna. Atakshi Krishna Nabadi, Nabavad Graham Indriyai. Through your senses, through your mind, through your intellect, um, how can you understand the greatness, the intricacies, and the potencies of the Supreme Absolute Truth, which is so fabulous and so far beyond our ability to measure Him? Yet, as conditioned souls, we have this desire to capture God, to measure God. We measure him with our intellect, with our vocabulary, with our conception. 
Because we're very proud of ourselves, falsely, thinking that we are very great and very smart, and therefore we can capture God and we can lord it over him, just like that is our whole thing, lording it over the material energy. We want to lord it over the material energy of the Lord, and that includes the controller of the material energy. We want to lord it over him too. I want God to become subject to my circumspection. Therefore, I get a nice pair of glasses so that I could scrutinize God better and bring him within my grasp. That is the unfortunate position we are in as conditioned souls. So first we have to be just a little bit humble and accept that actually the Lord, his nature, his potencies, everything about him, it is so vast, it is so wonderful, it is so fantastic that I can't even understand it. It's inconceivable. So therefore, it is said, Atak Sri Krishna Namadi You can't bring God within the purview of your senses. However, Sevan Mukhe Hijivadao, if you render service to the Lord, Jiva Adi, Jiva means the tongue, Adi means beginning with the tongue and going through all the rest of the senses. The tongue and the ears and others. Sevan muke he jiva dao swayamevasparatya. Then the Lord, He becomes very merciful. Swayam eva, certainly Swayam Himself, sparatya. He reveals Himself. So that is the method <coughs> that is given by the disciplic succession for. Approaching the Lord, we approach Him through service. Sevan Mukahi Jiva Daswayameva Therefore, the Hare Krishna mantra is given. And it is in the Shastra. It is not just someone just made this up along the way and that became the method. No. Idi Sodashakam Nam Nam Kali Kalmasanashanam. That these 16 names, Sodasha means the 16. Dasa means ten, like Ekadasi, Eka means one, Dasi means ten, that's the eleventh day of the moon, or there's Triodashi, which is the thirteenth day, Dwadasi, Vamana Dwadasi, twelfth day. So Sodasha means sixteen. That all the um, difficulties and inconsistencies and unfavorable conditions that are so uh, uh, present in this age of Kali. Kali comes of Nashanam are destroyed by these 16 names the Hare Krishna mantra. So that is Shastric injunction. Uh, good for us, fortunate for us that this is the case in the Kali Yuga. Uh, Okay, there's a guy in a, orange, a green vest here. Maybe you want to check him out. Might be the electrical company. Let a tool check him out. We don't want to turn him away. He's walking around looking. Yeah, we don't want to turn him away. He's from TEP, I saw it on his vest. <clears throat> Need to corral him, lasso him, get him to work. So, um, 
Fortunate indeed we are. Kaler Golly, it was a tough time, tough road to hope. But there's one fantastic thing that's happening. Kirtana Deva Krishna Samukta Sangha Paramita. Going back home, back to Godhead, through uh, uh, chanting of Hare Krishna. Mukta Sangha, free from all bad association. But also, Satam Prashangam Mamma Virya Sangvido Vivantahit Karna Yasayana Kata. By hearing and chanting about Krishna, in the association, satam, of devotees, satam prashangam, uh, not just sangha, satam prashangam, very ecstatic association uh, of good devotees in Krishna consciousness. Uh, then mama virya samvido, this hearing and chanting, it has a great potency. Virya means a potency, a power. Virya. So it's a very potent process, taking shelter of the association of devotees, hearing and chanting about Krishna, chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. So we'll continue with our narration here. This is Gajendra, he's thinking. The other elephants of my friends and relatives could not rescue me from this danger. What is then to speak of my wife? I cannot do anything. It is by the will of providence that I have been attacked by this crocodile. And I, therefore, shall seek shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is always the shelter of everyone, even of great personalities, and especially of great personalities. Prabhupada says here in the purport, this material world is described as padam padam yavi padam. Who knows what that means? Exactly correct. Thank you very much. That's from a verse in the tenth canto. Samasrita ye padapalava pradam, mahapunyam punyusho marari, bavambodhyavatsa, padam padam padam, padam padam yavi padam, natesham. Padam padam yavi padam, it's a place of danger at every step. But natesham, it is not meant for all these dangers of the material world, like fire, collapsing pillars. Collapsing ceilings, rain, heat, cold, birth, death, old age, and disease. It's to punish the conditioned souls. Is that guy from TEP? Oh, okay. Oh, good, good, good. Padam, padam, yavi, padam, natesham. It is not meant for those who have ashrita, who have taken shelter, samashrita ye, those. Padapalavapalva, who have taken shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord Krishna, who is known as Marari, the enemy of the demon Muda, or the killer of the demon Muda. Prabhupada says here, it's a little humorously. In modern civilization, one thinks that if he has a nice home and a nice car, his life is perfect. In the Western countries, especially in America, it is very nice to possess a good car. But as soon as one is on the road, there is danger, because at any moment an accident may take place, and one will be killed. The record actually shows that so many people die in such accidents. I don't know how many, it's around 50,000 a year, 45,000, 50,000 people a year, that's a lot. 50,000 people, that's like, 
You know, that's how many Americans were, were died in the Vietnam War? About 55,000. Well, that, that's a lot of, wow, a big war. They have a big wall with all the names. Oh, it's a big tragedy. You know, well, that's going on every year, just out on the highway. <laughs> People are dying. Uh, the same number as were killed in the whole big war, which was like, you know, 10 years or 12 years, whatever it was. Therefore, if we actually think that this material world is a very happy place, woohoo, let's party, let's enjoy it, that is our ignorance. Real knowledge is that this material world is full of danger. We may struggle for existence as far as our intelligence allows, and may try to take care of ourselves, but unless the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna ultimately saves us from danger, our attempts will be useless. Therefore, Parlat Maharaj says, who knows the verse? Balasya neha sharanam pitarao nisvingha nartasya chagadam udanvanti majato nao Taptasya tapiti vidhir ya ihan jasheshtash tavad vibo tanabhitam tavad apekshitanam. We may invent so many ways to be happy or to counteract the dangers of this material world, but our attempts, unless our attempts are sanctioned by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they will never make us happy. And in this verse, Balasya, a child, um, sometimes a child is lost to the parents. The child is killed or loses his life in some way through accident, disease, uh, something like that. And wh what can you do? You can't control that. Unless Krishna is protecting, then that may happen. Similarly, the doctor is giving medicine to the patient. Uh, but sometimes even with the best medical care and the best doctor, the best medicine, still the patient dies because of his destiny. Like Michael Jackson, very famous personality with tons and tons and tons and tons of money and had his personal doctor there and he was under his care, but even under the care of the doctor administering the medicine, oops, he died. Well, he wasn't that old, he was you know, in his 50s or whatever, he could have lived longer. But actually being under the care of the doctor was the reason he died. So even under the best circumstances with the most money and the best health care, one can still die. So Prahlad Maharaj is explaining this as he's offering his prayers to Lord Nishingadev. So Prabhupada says, um, those who try to be happy without taking shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are mudhas rascals. Who knows the verse? Namam duskichano mudha prapudjantainaradama that those who are the lowest of men refuse to take to Krishna consciousness because they think that they will be able to protect themselves without Krishna's care. So this is pretty much everybody. Occasionally somebody may be a little pious and pray to God. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make him in. I can't remember this. 
work hard all my life. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? So that is not um, the real position of the devotee. Just to, oh Lord, become my order supplier. Just give me the stuff I want. Because I want it. The real prayer of the devotee is, please, Lord, let me take shelter of your lotus feet. And if you like, says, I am yours. I've surrendered everything to you. My life, my house, my family, my money, everything belongs to you. Therefore, if you like, Icha means desire. If you like, Marobi, you can protect me. Rakobi. No, Marobi means kill me. You can kill me. Or Rakobi, you can protect me. Raksha, protection. Mara, death. We know about this word Mara as death, right? Because Valmiki originally um, was advised to chant the holy name of the Lord. And he said, I'm a robber, I'm a sinful guy. I have your business chanting this name. All right, then you can meditate on the name of death. Mara. Oh, okay. So he's chanting, Mara, 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 so what do you want? You want Mara or you want Rama? The choice is not difficult for an intelligent person, but little punya is required. And if we don't have any punya, then we just get some purification by association with um, the Christian conscious movement. And then we can understand. You know, take some pakora, some sabji, uh, some kichidi, and then get a little purified, and then we can begin to understand something. First uh, purification, then gradually the understanding will come. So, um, as you can see, this Gajendra pastime has so many nice purports. Prabhupada is doing so much wonderful preaching, he was really just heading on all cylinders here. What year would this be? 1976? This was in 76. Yeah, yeah in the spring, and I was indexing those purports. There you go. So, People think they'll be able to protect themselves without God, but that is their mistake. Prabhupada says, the decision of the king of elephants, Gajendra, was correct. In such a dangerous position, he sought shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Gajendra says, The Supreme Personality of Godhead is certainly not known to everyone, but he is very powerful and influential. Therefore, Although the serpent of eternal time, which is fearful in force, endlessly chases everyone, ready to swallow him, if one who fears this serpent seeks shelter of the Lord, the Lord gives him protection, for even death runs away in fear of the Lord. So there's one very beautiful pastime of someone taking shelter of Krishna, going back to Godhead and stepping on the head of death. Who knows who that is? Dhruva Maharaj. So Dhruva, the Vaikuntha airplane was sent for Dhruva. Uh, the death was coming before him. 
but he wanted to get on the airplane. Therefore, he stepped on the head of death. Excuse me. Boop. Stepped right on his head, used it as a stepping stone. We can just imagine death was saying, ah, not just stepping stone. But it became a stepping stone for the devotee. Uh, and liberation, the Mangala course is Mokti's Param. But he says, liberation stands before the devotee with folded hands. Please give me your orders. How can I serve you? Because he is a devotee of Krishna. That is the position. So Krishna takes care of his devotee. I therefore surrender unto him the great and powerful supreme authority who is the actual shelter of everyone. The only shelter of everyone is Krishna. And that is um, the beautiful thing about this Krishna conscious movement. We learn that Krishna is the only shelter. And then we don't just hear that and think, oh, how wonderful is that? But then we <coughs> apply that principle in our lives by taking shelter. It's not just an intellectual exercise, but it means you have to take shelter from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. You have to apply yourself in Krishna's service. And there are many, many ways to do that. Hearing, chanting, serving, remembering, uh, becoming a friend of the Lord, worshiping the deity, offering prayers. There are so many varieties of activities. Uh, and all these things taken together is the life of the devotee. So we'll stop here. All glories to Gajendra and his taking shelter of Krishna. A very nice example for all the rest of us who are also bit on the leg by the crocodile of Maya and struggling to escape that torturous condition. The questions or comments, please. Yes. Um, you mentioned uh, Prabhupada's famous quote about, uh, oh, it's in the purport. Yeah. We've given young men sannyas, although we see actually they're not fit for sannyas. Now, if we know the history, it was Prabhupada himself that gave those young men sannyas. So maybe you can comment on that, that him doing that. And then uh, saying later it didn't work. Well, not that it was a complete failure either. It's just there were some casualties. But Prabhupada was an emergency situation. He needed people to help him. He needed preachers. So he recruited whoever he had, whoever came and engaged them. Some survived, some did not. That's a funny thing. I, you know, you use sometimes a mnemonic device to remember something. So my license plate on my vehicle is CDG 6976. So the way I remember it, CDG, Cetanya Das Goswami, 69, join in 69, blue in 76. <laughs> so geez, I'll never forget that. Like I can always, if some, you know, some border patrol agent or cop asked me my license plate, I could rattle it off. <laughs> because it's, it's like a little story there. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I would have preferred they had given me BTG 108, but 
I guess it was already taken. They were into the seas by that time. So, um, but now, not so many young people are taking sannyas, young men. Mostly guys have been around quite some time. Hmm? They're not allowed. Yeah. Even the married guys can't take sannyas without the permission of their wife. So, um, you know, that was in the beginning. It was an emergency situation. You gotta get this going. And now the Christian conscious movement has grown so much since then. And so therefore we don't see that phenomena that was there in the 70s and early 80s, whenever, especially 70s, early 80s. Yeah. That phenomena is not happening. So Prabhupada did what he had to do, but the service that those men gave when they sacrificed some of the energy of their youth to assist Srila Prabhupada, that is not in vain. There was a quote, Srila Prabhupada said that we want to get a piece of paper from Krishna that says, this man has rendered me some service. We'll proudly hold that piece of paper and when you go to the gates of Vaikuntha, you know, do you have the entry code? Say, well, I got a piece of paper from Krishna. This man has rendered me some service. Oh, ah, come on. You're good to go. You got a piece of paper from Krishna. So, yes. Well, before you, there's just one little follow up with that. Because it's, it's, there's it a, I, I think it was Guru Kripa, when he took sannyas, his Prabhupada asked him to take sannyas. And, uh, and Guru Kripa said, I don't know if I can do this my whole life, Prabhupada. And uh, Prabhupada said, that's okay, this is an emergency. And he gave the example of, people being deputized on battlefields. Just like the Kurus kept having new generals when their generals were killed. So, or the posse. Yeah. So it was Prabhupada, he was doing it, and he was, at the same time, um, in Guru Kripa's case, he said, uh, if you have to later, you can marry. <laughs> he knew. He knew. He knew. This uh, Prabhupada also says sometimes during the war, when there's a war, then a farm boy, ordinary farm boy, yeah. becomes a hero in the war. Um, and he's, you know, he's a farm boy. He's taking care of the cows and plowing, the, revolution was like that. plowing the fields. And, but it's an emergency and you have to step up. Yeah. And it's glorious. Even if you die, you die a hero. It's glorious. So, yes. There's also one um, thing I heard Ajayi Waitamaras tell this in, in relation to the vow of Brahmacharya. He says, one may, there are different vows of Brahmacharya one may take. One may take a vow to be Brahmacharya's whole life. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the most wonderful example. Someone celibate through his whole life. But not everyone is on the level of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Actually, no one is on the level of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So there are different levels. One may take a vow of Brahmachari for ten years, and then he can get married. One may take a vow of Brahmachari for uh, five years, or one year. And even, one may just take a vow of Brahmacharya for one month, 
And then someone may just take a vow brahmachari just for one day. But he will remember that was the best day of my life. <laughs> That's a Jainwari Swami story. A beautiful story. So well told by him. <clears throat> yes? Um, I, I don't really know what it is, but there is something about the men. Think of what you're talking about with uh, it's like of 10,000 men, only 1,000 men, and only one of them will know me in truth. Krishna says, Do you know? And many thousands of men, only one will seek perfection. And the many thousands of such persons who actually seek perfection, hardly one knows me in truth. So we have proof of that in a city of one million people. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight devotees in the temple at this moment. So that's the ratio. Eight out of a million are endeavoring. There's other temples. Hmm? There's other temples. I'm talking about in this city. Oh, in this city. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Not so many other temples in this city. There are some churches. But, uh, consider yourself fortunate, but um, also consider that you're holding in your hand a very valuable jewel, Krishna Bhakti. And you take it, care of it, and guard it with your life because it's the most valuable thing. Yes. Was it most? Was it mostly that Prabhupada was giving into the request of the devotees to take sannyas? Because I know sometimes you seem to be encouraged some people to take sannyas, but it seemed like I mean I guess I was wondering what percentage of time were they, were they like begging him to take sannyas, and then how many was he encouraging to take sannyas? Both. I know one. Personal friend of mine who wrote Prabhupada, they want to take sannyas. Prabhupada chastised him. <laughs> you Americans, do this this week and do that next week. Better just to remain fixed in your position and serve Krishna. So that devotee never did take sannyas. But as a very wonderful devotee, fixed in devotional service and doing nice preaching. So he followed Prabhupada's instruction. <laughs> were most of them like begging Prabhupada to take sannyas? I. I cannot give you a statistics because perhaps in someday some scholar will study each case um, on a case-by-case -case basis and then can come up with figures, facts and figures, how many people men Prabhupada gave sannyas to, who was begging, who was not interested, who Prabhupada asked to. And, uh, but that's not the important point. And the important point is that everyone has to fight Maya and that most people really should not be taking sannyas. But sannyasis are needed for preaching. So some uh, venerable Vaishnavas, when they are mature in their devotional service, can step up. And that sannyas is meant for responsibility for traveling and preaching. And not just collecting disciples and money and having a very nice gold watch. That's not the reason. The reason is to preach and to spread the Christian conscious movement and take up the banner of Prabhupada's service. And one doesn't have to be a sannyasi to do that either. But sannyasis are required, that is the system. And we all accept that. We're all, all happy to see a nice sannyasi give a wonderful class and be very effulgent and potent and 
organize many wonderful things. Like we see, for example, I'm particularly fond of seeing the videos that Indra Swami posts about his preaching programs. And he's a very wonderful sannyasi who's organizing and preaching and manifesting uh, just fabulous things. Their drama troupe and their dancers and all those things. Uh, Kirtan and the fabulous manifestation of, of Christian consciousness to attract the conditioned souls. So when we see that, then we're very happy. Yes, this is in the right hands. This is a wonderful sannyasi who's preaching. A representative of Lord Chaitanya, indeed. Okay, anything else? Anyone else? Divya. Well, I mean, it happens. Like, we're talking about sannyasis who... I don't know about the L.A. situation. I know one sannyasi who I've known for many years since he was a young brahmacharya. He had some, oh, probably mental health issues, and he kind of, you know, went a little sideways. And so he was asked not to go and preach, just to chant, purify himself. And... <clears throat> don't make waves. He was not thrown to the wolves, but he was asked to just chill and be cool and not disturb everything and everybody by his uh, situation. That's recent. Well, I don't know, you, you, we can talk later, you can tell me about the LA situation. I think she's talking about the forest and Yassi's like 50 years ago. Yeah. Well, oh, you're talking about the four sannyasis. Yeah, well, that's 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, weren't they the very first ones? He said. They weren't the first, but they were egregious and had developed their own philosophy. The Prabhupada is God philosophy. Right. And Prabhupada told them, go out on your own and preach. Right. And then you'll become purified. And they did. Yeah. Did any of them stay sannyasis? Yeah. Um, Ramananagar Muni, well, Subal eventually, I don't think. And Vishnu Jan. Vishnu Jan. Yeah. yeah. All right, thank you very much. That, that, apparently, that's a very attractive. That, got a lot of discussion going there. <laughs> attractive. But yeah, look at the Nyasi. All right. Shilpapad ki jai, Shilpapadatam ki jai. Get into the elephant ki I'm just going to put this here in that corner. Okay. Use it and put it back in the corner.